Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Thursday, August 31st. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, thousands of South Georgians remain without power, though the coast was left largely unscathed by Hurricane Idalia. Governor Brian Kemp addresses Republican criticism of Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis, and it looks like power bills for many Georgians are going up once again. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. South Georgia utility companies are reporting about 50,000 power outages as of mid-afternoon today after Hurricane Idalia slammed the region yesterday. Cook County Emergency Management Director Johnny West says no injuries have been reported in the county. We've got about 15 houses that we know of this morning that have got trees on them. Uh, we lost one house to a house fire yesterday due to the storm. We're getting into the recovery phase now. West says some residents could go without power for up to a week, and some residents are also without running water. Savannah Mayor Van Johnson says he's relieved the city sidestepped the worst of Edalia last night as the tropical storm veered further west than originally forecast. It's a beautiful day in Savannah, absolutely beautiful. We have had really no significant issues other than trees that are down around the city, some very big trees, some very old trees. For us, obviously, this could have been a hell of a lot worse. Still, as of mid-afternoon today, more than 10,000 residents of Chatham County were without power. A Lowndes County man was killed yesterday clearing fallen trees from a roadway. Fallen trees are just one of several hazards to be aware of in the wake of a storm, as GPB's Grant Blankenship reports. Idalia was still a hurricane when it passed over Valdosta and Lowndes County Wednesday, and tropical storm conditions lingered late, even while cities like Savannah prepared for the storm. Lowndes County Public Information Officer Megan Barwick says that meant even by early evening, utility workers and others didn't know the exact extent of what they heard were widespread and often still active downed power lines. Barwick says those lines, plus scores of downed trees, are present dangers people must avoid during storm recovery. We are encouraging our residents to please, like begging them to please stay off the, of the roads unless it's an absolute emergency. So far, the only suspected Idalia-related deaths have been of drivers on hazardous roads. For GPB News, I'm Grant Blankenship in Macon. Georgia Republicans are divided over calls to impeach the Fulton County prosecutor who brought charges against Donald Trump. In a video released yesterday, the former president praised a state senator from northwest Georgia's Dade County. Trenton State Senator Republican Colton Moore is calling for a special session of the state legislature to remove the prosecutor, Fonnie Willis. Governor Brian Kemp slammed the idea today as a distraction from Republicans talking about economic development and other more kitchen table issues that he says will win elections. Some grifter scam that somebody's doing to help them raise a few dollars into their campaign account. Special legislative sessions in Georgia are very rare, as GPP's Donna Lowry reports. 
Georgia can call a special legislative session in two ways, by governor or a three-fifths vote of the Georgia House and Senate. To get that, some Democrats would have to approve it. University of Georgia political science professor Charles Bullock says meeting outside regular sessions is unusual for Georgia's General Assembly. Now, some other states, they're, they're common. You know, happen every year. In Georgia, it's rare. I mean, the only time that you can be pretty certain that there will be a special session be every 10 years to redistrict the state. <laughs> they simply don't happen that often. In addition to redistricting, Georgia's special sessions have dealt with budget issues, such as in 2018, to help fund Hurricane Michael relief efforts. For GPB News, I'm Donna Lowry in Atlanta. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelsky, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org slash podcasts or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Former President Donald Trump pleaded not guilty today and waived his right to appear at a hearing next week in the case accusing him and others of illegally trying to overturn the results of Georgia's 2020 election. Trump's decision to skip his arraignment means he won't have to show up at the Fulton County Courthouse next week, averting the drama that accompanied not guilty pleas in Trump's other criminal cases. Georgia Power customers could see their average monthly bills rise by about $9 to pay for new nuclear reactors at Plant Vogel. Under a settlement announced yesterday, Georgia Interfaith Power and Light spokesman Jay Horton says the company agreed to spare its customers $2.6 million of the cost of the new reactors. And the company also agreed to expand a popular bill release program, currently only available to a limited group of income-qualified seniors, pledging to add up to 96,000 new participants over the next three years. The state's Public Service Commission still has to approve the agreement. The University of West Georgia recently graduated its first class of law enforcement cadets. Members of the inaugural Academic Law Enforcement Training Exchange class included UWG students and cadets from the Via Rica Police Department and the Coweta County Sheriff's Office. Upon completion, participants are deemed post-certified officers, which is the basic qualification for anyone seeking to work in the field. Drugstores, supermarkets, and convenience stores will start selling the opioid overdose-reversing drug Narcan starting next week, and it's now also available at the Georgia Capitol. GPB's Ellen Eldridge reports. Substance use disorder is classified as a medical condition just like heart disease. That's why Jeff Breedlove with the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities says the state capitol now has overdose reversal kits in the building. Breedlove, who's also a recovery advocate, says he supports bringing Narcan boxes to as many public places as possible, including the Capitol. One is is very public, and it literally says overdose reversal kit. And it is designed to put into the consciousness of people in that building, the Gold Dome of Georgia, hey, this is just another medical disease. Breedlove says the boxes include instructions on how to use the Narcan nasal spray, For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. If you plan to squeeze in one last summer trip over the Labor Day weekend, expect lots of company. Officials at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport expect more than 1.7 million passengers to travel through the airport over the six-day holiday period that began today. 
And if you're hitting the road, expect to pay significantly more for gas than you did last year. Auto Club AAA says the average price of a gallon of regular unleaded in Georgia today is $3.60. That's up nearly 23 cents from a year ago. In sports, Darius Vines pitched six strong innings in his Major League debut last night, earning the win in the Braves' 7-3 victory over the Colorado Rockies. Vines got called up earlier this week from AAA Gwinnett and retired the first seven batters he faced. Overall, he allowed two runs on four hits and struck out five. His mother, Aretha Nunnery, spoke with Bally Sports from the stands as she watched the game. She described the moment her son told her he'd be making his Major League debut. After he told me, I was like in tears because... He he deserves this. He worked so hard for this. And when he was about five years old, he was like, Mom, I want to be a professional baseball player. And today, we're here watching him. Vines was drafted by the Braves in the seventh round in 2019. Vines helped give the Braves rotation rest before starting a four-game series against the Dodgers tonight in Los Angeles. Spencer Strider is expected to get the start for the Braves. And in soccer, Luciano Acosta and Brandon Vazquez scored five minutes apart in the second half, and Cincinnati became the first team to clinch an MLS playoff spot after a 2-1 victory over Atlanta United last night. Atlanta midfielder Edwin Mosquera scored his first MLS goal in the 10th by volleying home a deflected cross at the penalty spot. Atlanta United now heads to Texas to face FC Dallas on Saturday. And that's all we've got for this edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, visit gpb.org news. And if you want to get the latest on the storm and its aftermath, go to gpb.org storms. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, now's a great time to do it. We'll be back in your feed tomorrow afternoon with all the latest Georgia headlines. And if you've got feedback, let us know. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.